Hi friends, and welcome to another episode of Table Talk. I have some really amazing guests for us today. We're going to be talking about marriage. 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 All right, so our first guest is my awesome husband, Matthew. Aww. <laughs> Hi, babe. This is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for being here. Thanks for putting up with me. Yeah. Our other guest <laughs> with us today is our awesome worship pastor and his amazing wife. I'm Nathan, and this is Jessica, for those of you who don't know who we are already. <laughs> and uh, we're super happy to do it. We've been talking about this for a, like a couple, few weeks now. <laughs> Good. Super excited. Should be on your mind. It is. Yeah. We talk about marriage a lot, obviously, because we're married. Are you? <laughs> Spoiler. <laughs> but, Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, you guys can go first. Tell us how long you've been married and the best piece of marriage advice you got before you got married. Oh, see... We've been married 12 years and we were just having this conversation. Yeah. We got a lot of bad marriage advice pre-marriage. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, really that's so true. I don't remember much of the good. Yeah, I don't really Sorry. remember getting a lot, of, a lot of good advice. We were told all the time, like, marriage is really hard. Hmm. And that's all we were told. And like Gear that, up. like, get yeah. ready. There's going to be some, oh. this is a hard adjustment. This is going to be like the di- most difficult thing you've ever done. And, uh, and that... I mean, sometimes marriage is the hardest thing we've ever done. But all in all, we were just talking about this the other day. Being married to Jessica is pretty easy. Like, <laughs> it's not really hard. <laughs> marriage isn't that difficult with Jessica. So, and uh, it's probably because of her, not me. But no, it takes a team. Too. You're pretty easy too. <laughs> but all I, right. So, no good advice. <laughs> not really. All uh, right. We, once we did tell somebody one time, we were like, we're tired of hearing. But Jessica did. Oh, Jessica wow. told her brother. Like, I'm tired of hearing so many things about how bad marriage yes. is. Can someone tell me how good it is? Thank you. Please. Sure. Are uh, you saying this is mostly church, Christian, believing couples as well that you're hearing this oh, from? Oh, yeah. 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 One person told me, I forgot about this. Oh, so good. One told, person told me, whatever your favorite quality is about your husband now, it's going to be your least favorite thing <laughs> about him in a few years. <laughs> a few? Not true. This is still my favorite wow. quality. What, what was your favorite quality about me before we got married? Say it loudly and clearly and into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, my favorite things about you then are the same as now, which is like, you're really funny. You're really smart. You're a lot of fun to be around. Like, you're easy. That was, I honestly, I say mm-hmm. this a lot. Like, like I picked Nathan as someone I wanted to marry for a lot of reasons. Mm-hmm. But one of them was because being with Nathan was easy. And I knew that marriage was going to be hard, at least sometimes in some ways, you know. And I was like, why would I do that with someone who already makes it really hard to be in a relationship with them? For real. So if I have somebody who it's really easy to be in a relationship with and we get along pretty, pretty well, pretty naturally, then like, hey, marriage might not be that bad. Yeah. And that's been my experience. Good. I want to hear you guys. How long have y'all been married now? Three years. Three years in September. Did you guys get any good advice before you got married? Lots of unsolicited advice. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's the thing. That's the thing, man. <laughs> Just like we you actually really heard, did. We always heard buckle wedding. up the first year is always the hardest. Yeah, which and we thought was pretty funny and very Because not, the first year was not the hardest. great for us. <laughs> yeah. The first year was so Every great. Every year has gotten harder. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> pretty much. Yeah. That's, that's not true at so all. Hard. I also heard a lot, don't go <clears> to bed angry. Which we could talk about later because I have feelings, yeah. thoughts, feels, <laughs> opinions. <laughs> um, we got that. The first year is going to be the hardest, but I, I don't. I think 
I think the difference is the amount of work you put in pre-actual marriage, mm-hmm. the better you are in your marriage. Right. Mm-hmm. Like for yourself, like yeah. the work and the conversations and stuff you put in. And like we would ask people about these questions that we had asked. Like we talked about finances first. We talked about uh, splitting holidays, like how we were going to interact with in-laws, like all this different stuff. Yeah. And a lot of people were like, why did you even talk about that before you got married? I was like, why wouldn't you talk about yeah. that before you got married? Yeah. Also, that's yeah. what like expectations are. You yeah. Know? Right. Yeah. No, Nathan and I had that conversation for sure. I mean, I I kind of said like, just because I'm a female doesn't mean I'm going to do all the cooking and cleaning around the house. Also, I like to mow the lawn. So <laughs> that's changed. God. No, that's kind of changed, changed since we've been married. But oh, no. I used to love mowing lawn. <clears throat> and he really likes to cook. And so, I, mm-hmm. like, we kind of said the same thing. Like, just because you're a male doesn't mean that you have to do X, Y, and Z. So we're going to, like, each season kind of reevaluate. Like, okay, what works in this season? There have been seasons where Nathan has cooked more. There's been seasons mm-hmm. where I have cooked more. And for the most part, when one of us cleans, both of us clean. For the most part. Right. I mean, I still clean. 51% of the time is still the most part. <laughs> I feel part. like we see more. <laughs> What'd you say? <laughs> she said, I feel like I still clean more a little bit. And yeah. as you guys were having your little chit-chat, I said that we see more. Mm. But I think I think it depends on your version of clean. Like, yeah. my version of clean is very different than his version of clean. Yeah. So, like, figuring Same. that out in the beginning of, like, oh, hey, like, there's a couple hairs in the sink. Literally last night, I was like, does this sink look dirty to you? Because I was honestly, honestly curious. Because to me, I was like, this is dirty. Which is such a belittling question. No. <laughs> You're like, I know it's supposed to look dirty. No. But it doesn't. <laughs> what do I say? No, I just said no. I just, I'm always completely honest. I'm just like, it doesn't look dirty. And I was yeah. like, okay. I was like, for myself, I would clean this. Like, to me, I was like, this is a normal thing. Like, yeah. I will just clean the sink every time. I, like, use the sink. Because yeah. there's hair. There's... Toothpaste. Jessica toothpaste. got annoyed with me, like the toothpaste and the mouthwash. <laughs> you brush your teeth, you spit it out, and then you run the water and you like splash it around to get the toothpaste and the to- and the mouthwash. That sounds very normal. Down yeah. the sink. My job in the morning there. is to get ready as quickly as humanly possible and <laughs> get out the really door. Like <laughs> so, yeah. So, rinsing the sink is not a necessity on those yeah. mornings. That's fair. Yeah. So you guys kind of brought up like your different roles yeah. that you figured out. Why do you feel like that was such an important conversation for you to have going into marriage? Well, we knew like the things that would be the most, like the biggest uh, disagreements in marriage for us was going to be how we viewed money because we saw money very differently yep. and, and, cleanliness. Ha- and cleanliness. <laughs> we knew and, that uh, going in and fair. that has been yeah. accurate. Conflict so we was like, a part of that? No. No, we, Jessica and I grew up since we were 10 to get, well, I was 10. That's true. You've had a lot of like. <laughs> I was 11. Jessica's an old lady. Girl. She was 11. <laughs> and she was, um, so she, so we grew up together, knew each other since we were little kids. Mm-hmm. And like, we had, had, we knew each other for 12 years before we got married. Almost 12 years. And we dated for seven and a half years before That's we true. got married. It's a lot of life. So like, we knew how to how to disagree. Like I knew what I was getting into. We had some practice disagreeing. Obviously it's at a new level when you're married, you know, like you're just still fun things you get to learn. Yeah. You still learn about a lot (laughs) about the other person. You disagree (laughs) in a whole different way when you're in such close proximity for so Mm -hmm. long. Um, but, but we still had pretty good practice before that. So we weren't super worried about like, how we treated each other in well, a disagreement or in conflict. And honestly, we had established how we would fight, like quote unquote fight before we got married. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is so important. I was I was the more unhealthy fighter of the two of mm-hmm. us. Uh and around age twenty, would you say? Maybe 
Actually, maybe a little sooner. I don't know how old I am right now. <laughs> so. Can't think back that far. Around age 20, I was like, 21. hey, I tend to be passive aggressive, which honestly I have always hated. Mm-hmm. So it's really ironic. At least you know that about yeah. yourself. I, I was like, I tend to be passive aggressive. I take jabs. I, I My family were yellers. So I was like, I yell. And what was the other thing? Oh, the laundry list. That was always fun. Um, oh, and like I was like, I don't like, like, no, no, it's like a whole list of things. She doesn't, she, not, she doesn't. This was old school. She had I this don't do tendency. This yeah. She had this tendency to like, she wouldn't bring hard. up anything until she brought up all of it. And right. all of this was oh, just connected to That's that. a slippery slope. What, to that one thing that triggered her. It's just oh. that you were, you were inconsiderate that like you had a tone with that person and I didn't appreciate it. And then like fifteen days and ago, then it's like it was the like same a way. List. Yeah. And then it was like the same way you did with my sister whenever we talked about that. And then the same way you did it <laughs> oh, at worship dang, practice girl. when we talked about this. And, I, and the same in my way head, you did it, it was all one and problem. She's like, it's just that you have it. It was about the emotional it was space w- that's being taken up in your head. Yeah. Well, and also, like, he said to me once. This was kind of when it clicked because this was before we had established this rule. He said, "If you're upset with me about that many things mm-hmm. right now, like why are you even dating me?" And I was kind of like, "Huh." <gasps> <gasps> Like I just felt it's like a fair I question. Just, yeah, I felt terrible, and that's when I realized there's got to be a better way to do this. Mm. Yeah. And I also used to avoid confrontation a lot, and so that was part of the like, don't say anything, don't say anything, it's fine, deal with it. It build, build, build it, and then it would oh, be like volcano style, limit. and mm-hmm. it would just all come rushing out. And so, I mean, thankfully, I was like always super interested in relationships and healthy relationships and what that looks like and like healthy communication. That was kind of something I already had an interest in, so I was already kind of like asking questions, reading up on things, like learning that kind of stuff. Mm. And so, um, yeah, I like literally went to Nathan with a list one time and was like, these are the things that I do that I think are unhealthy or that I just don't like. She did it to herself. She laundry listed herself. I did. (laughs) And I was like, I need you to call me on it. And I was like, I'm not going to like it. So I need you to do it gently. Growth is hard. But I was like, please do it. And I remember the first time we were like in a fight and and I took emotional jab and he mm. and he just stopped and he went, How'd that jab feel? And I like gritted my teeth and was like, oh. I'm like, I asked for this, I asked for this. <laughs> I was like, like, I mean, I'm like 20, you know, like I'm like young. You're still it's not young. Like, yeah. And so I was like, okay. I was like, you're right. That was a jab. My bad. Oh, and I used to blame too. That that's that's been my hardest one to give up, I will mm. admit. I I I hate when people are passive aggressive, I love like direct communication. I love it when people just say, this is what I'm set about and this is why. So because I like that, that one was easy to drop. So I would say the passive aggression dropped pretty quickly That's because good. I don't like it when people do that to me. It was just how I, it's honestly a lot of how my family communicated inside of fights and things. Yeah. So it's just lovely learned behavior. Yeah. Um, and the yelling, I also cannot stand to be yelled at. So mm. it was like some of those were easy because I hated them being done to me, so it was easy to stop doing them. Sure. Once I had someone who was on board with me who was, like, calling me out gently. The blaming one was running deeper than I realized. That one was hard. I would say that's the one that I still on occasion have to be like, nope, it does not matter whose fault this is. How do we, like, move mm. forward and find yeah. the solution? And that was Nate Pete. I've learned to, like, be defensive about it. Some Like, I, I didn't I, – I probably always was. I was probably always a little defensive whenever I felt like someone was blaming me for something because that's normal. But now I'm like, sometimes I get overly sensitive about it. And we have to like talk through some scenarios. Like, are you mm. saying that because you're saying it's my fault that this happened? And then we like have to talk mm. through it. And For sure. It's a whole thing still. Like, it's a learning curve even, yeah. you know, 12 years in. Yeah. Like, always figuring. Now we like just recognize out. the signs, though, because we've been doing it long enough. Yeah. Like, sometimes the way he reacts to me, I'm like, 
hmm, like something I said just triggered something else, mm-hmm. and this isn't about For sure. what I think it is. Yeah. Or or he took something totally different than what I meant, because what I meant wouldn't have made him upset. Mm-hmm. So then I kind of have to backtrack. And sometimes I've literally been able to go back to the statement that I said, like, this was the statement that made him mad. He took it this way. I meant it mm-hmm. this way. So that's when you kind of have to have that conversation about, like, intention versus reality. I intended right. it to mean this to you, but in reality, it meant something very different to you. And then you kind of have to figure out, like, mm-hmm. sometimes it's just as easy as saying, whoa, 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 like, that is not what I meant. And he's right. like, oh, okay, and then we're fine. And then I can say <laughs> what I mean, and then we move on. And other sure. times it's not that simple. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a lot deeper than that. Yeah. So. I think that's the bigger thing is why people think that the first year is the hardest is because a lot of people are not taking the time to figure this stuff out because right. maybe they're like, oh, yeah. it'll change when we get married. Yeah. Oh, let's not cross this bridge right like now. Like you don't even know how to communicate yet. Right. So like, so yeah. why are you even taking that step? Yeah. And like seeing because we yeah. had a lot of hard conversations when we were dating, and I feel like that's yeah. what like set us up for success. Yeah. But I just remember leaving um, one of his family Christmases, and I don't know if other couples do this, but like when you're dating, you're like meeting the family and like getting to know them really for like the first time. Yeah. And we were driving back home, and I just like unloaded all this stuff where I was like this was not healthy, this was not healthy, like, my family's never done this, like, can you explain this to me? Like, wasn't, like, attacking your family in any way, but it was nope. just, like, I don't want It was well, probably well-deserved. <laughs> <laughs> I love his family. I really do. I just, I think yeah. that was one of our best conversations because we got to know what yeah. we didn't want our marriage to look like mm. and what we didn't want our family to look like. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we got to take, like, my, like the things that my parents do that we love and the things that mm-hmm. her parents do that we love and like combine those. Yeah. And like just kind of we're going to take the meat and we're going to spit out all the bones and mm-hmm. we like like things that – Like we intentionally picked. Like, yeah, yeah we really yeah. like that my parents do this and your parents do this and those are things that we want to do. We really don't great. care for this. We'd like to leave that one behind. Yeah. And we really don't care for this and we'd like to leave that behind, you know. And, and we takes- kind of like handpicked mm-hmm, kind yeah. of how we wanted our marriage to be and how we wanted – um, yeah, like our, uh, even our finances to be or our vacations Absolutely. to be. Shoot, we both agreed that when we go to the movies, we're going to eat popcorn and get a soda. We yeah. never, like, Does that, that was is like that the thing that was important to us. Yeah, no, like, my family never got any snacks at the movies. They trying to save that money, bro. Which I get. Oh but I'm God. like, that's why you, that you get the kid pack, man. You get the kid pack and the little baby popcorn, the little baby soda, and then I'll you're say, happy. My thought about that yeah, is if you don't have <laughs> money for the snacks, you don't have money for the movies. Right. Just stay at home. Right. But do Watch something you can afford. Yeah. Like, Save up for that movie. Yeah, right. Eat that popcorn. Because it, it's a chunk of change. That's how Nathan feels about a lot of things, though. If we can't afford to get the most amazing massage ever, then let's not <laughs> then get a massage. let's not get a massage. Whereas I'm like, a bad massage is still a really good massage. And it's still relaxing. Yeah. It's not a bad massage is a bad massage. You might not have been there, oh, yeah. but there are some bad massages out there to be had. That's for another Sorry. episode sometime. Yeah, we're gonna talk Side about note. we're gonna ask for like your favorite the spas show. in the oh, okay. Appleton area. All right, well let us know in the comments, guys. I'm looking for a great Swedish deep tissue full body massage. And uh, just shoot some uh, And he wants to not shoot talk your suggestions in the comments it. and let us know. <laughs> Also, a regular pedicure place would be nice. Oh, my goodness. And, yeah, I'm the one bringing this up and not Jessica. It's okay. Pedicures for guys are I fine. love a pedicure. We do a Take good pedicure date night at least once a year. They call Sometimes it a, a couple more. Not a woman-y petty, right? <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that what that means? Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be for guys. All right, we're going to skirt. Totally change what we're talking about. 
Explain to me what it looks like to have a godly marriage, in your opinion. Mm. That one's all you, babe. I think it means a lot of things, obviously. Uh, one of the things that Jesus, um, rather, the that Paul commanded was to love your wives the way Jesus loved the church. Mm-hmm. And uh, which means unconditionally. It means um, gently. And it means, so gentle and firm are not mutually exclusive. Like you can be gentle and be firm. So like it, it takes both. It takes loving with intentionality. It takes sacrificially. It takes, there's so many things that are tied into that. Um, but the the main thing that I would say that like having a godly marriage is more about um, a pure love for the other person more than anything. We talk about this, I won't say often, but we've had we've had this conversation kind of regularly. When we get to the point in our relationship where Jessica has to remind me that it's my job to put her first, mm. we're in a really bad place. And the same with the other. When we get to the point where I have to remind Jessica that it's her job to put me first, yeah. that already takes me out of my job to remind you that I'm the priority. And it doesn't I'm, feel good to say to the I'm other person making, either. Because right. you don't want them to have to feel that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like you're in this place at that point where you're, you, you're placing yourself on a pedestal mm. for the sake of drawing attention to a problem. And, um, and it's necessary sometimes. You have to have that conversation sometimes. You have to trust that when the other person is get, delivering that news to you that, uh, that they mean they, – that, they mean it with like a really gentle heart. They're not right. trying to, I'm not because trying to Because they boast. love you. Right. I'm not trying yeah. to bolster myself right now. Yeah. I'm just trying to remind you like you, your role and my role in this relationship is about each other. So. Um, it's like you always say, a lot of people use the analogy like, oh, you know, marriage is 100%. You got to give 100%. But then it's like, they always say it's 50-50. So you give 50% and the other person gives 50%. And I like it because Nathan always says, no, I think both people have to give 100%. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like this isn't thing. a, like a add there's the no total there's a day, and it equals 100. It's like we both give 100. There's yeah. going to be a day where I can't budge an inch closer to meet Jessica in the middle. It's just because I'm not that strong of a person. And there's going to be something that, that whether it's an insecurity I have or whether it's a fear that I'm holding on to, mm. whether it's like a, just an, an emotional or physical energy issue, there's going to be a time where I can't budge and I'm stuck in a rut and Jessica's going to have to come all the way to me to help get me out of it. Right. And the same on the other side. There's going to be a day where Jessica's stuck. And it's going to take me coming a hundred percent to her mm-hmm. to get her out of it, and uh, and and you may be in that season even for a long time where you you go a hundred percent and you go a hundred percent, and we do a lot of convincing ourselves we're going a hundred percent when we know we're not. We do a lot. There's a lot of like ways that that we deal with that not the best, but for the most part, like we have to be honest with ourselves and notice, like I'm not giving it my all right now, yeah. and um. Because the way Jesus loved the church was when I didn't love him, he'll, he still paid a huge mm. price for me. Yeah. The, yeah. The, even whenever, and it doesn't say love your job like you love, like Jesus loved the church. Not even love the church like Jesus loved the church. Mm-hmm. Not love your your bank accounts or your or like the way Jesus loved the church. It's talking about specifically your spouse. Mm-hmm. So all the things that we share together are not us. Those are things that we share together. I still have to make sure that, like, I'm not taking care of Jessica's house, but I'm just, but I'm also taking care of Jessica. And sometimes right. it means cleaning her house when she's not 
around, you know? Mm -hmm. And sometimes it means like doing the chores that she hasn't asked me to do or the things that I've avoided for a while or whatever. Like it's just, it's give and take yet again. Like you were saying, like there's sometimes where the other person does have to go the full hundred percent, even the, and the, it's tricky when you, anyways, the the husband has to go a hundred percent when the wife isn't able to and vice versa. Like, unfortunately there's been seasons in our marriage where I work seven days a week and that wasn't healthy. Yeah. You know, and I and yeah. I wasn't a hundred percent for Nathan because I'm working seven days sure. a week and I'm exhausted, and you know you justify it in your head or whatever you know, but like that was a season where he kind of had to meet me a little bit, and then there's been seasons you know, like I said in reverse where, you know I've had to meet him, but just in everything there's give and take you know like when we moved here was actually right at the end of a season where I had been working a lot, and um. <laughs> Anyways, and Nathan did all the prep for moving here, like Hmm. bought the house, uh, honestly got my job for me, (laughs) like emailed my (laughs) boss as me, and she knows this now, I've told her. Um, Yeah, it's not still a secret. Yeah, like updated my resume for me, wrote the cover letter for me, like did all the things because I was just out of my mind exhausted, like working like 60 hours a week. And yeah, and so he picked up the slack. And there's been other seasons where, like, I've done a majority of those kind of things, you know. And so it's just, yet again, to me, it's like very much based on like what works for the two of you. I don't believe there's like some perfect, like, do this and you'll have a happy marriage. I think it's like respect each other, love each other, and and communicate what your needs are and your expectations are in that season, and then figure out what works for you in that season. And like I said, it changes season to season. Like, there's some seasons, um, you know, where he does more some seasons where I do more some seasons where we both are kind of rocking it out and we're like, hey, you know. But like, and then seasons where neither of us are doing anything. a little bit. That's yeah. okay, too. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. <laughs> but Does just it. the communication of, like, where you're at and what's convenient yeah. and what's working for you and what's not working for you. Yeah. Like, where are you having to put in extra effort? Where are you – yeah. Because, like, obviously it's not about, um, like, doing it when it's convenient. But um, – but like it's but if you know what's difficult for the other person then you can make your adjustments so like just staying on the same page and being willing to talk about it mm-hmm. I agree for me i like i totally agree there's just a wide variety of right answers and what comes to mind me specifically is like the idea that you know love is just more than a feeling yeah. loving my wife is just more than the gooey gushy feelings that I feel but it's also a choice as well especially those hard days um and they are they're there sometimes we'll say I love you but I don't like you right now yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's how it nice to tell the person to go away yeah. <laughs> yeah. so in those in those in those moments of like man I'm not really feeling that love but it's mm. it's it's a choice that I I need to choose Taylor over what I'm I'm feeling right now because right. that's my responsibility um and then I also just think about um, back to marriage counseling when, or our, our premarital counseling that we had. And um, there was a verse in the Bible when it was, it was talking about husbands specifically where it says, like, if if you mistreat your wife, like, God will not hear your prayers. I can't think of that yeah. that verse. But I was like, Dang. God is serious <laughs> about marriage. Yeah. Like, he, is, he, wants, no he wants our husbands, he wants husbands to um, take it seriously. Yeah. Yeah. Regular certified marriage counseling mm-hmm. is another thing that's awesome for anybody. It's not there shouldn't be a stigma around counseling like there is. It's, right, that doesn't say anything about your marriage that you're going to counseling. Absolutely, um, it can it can say something about your marriage if you've ignored the fact that you need it. But 
once you like, but going doesn't say like we have a bad marriage just because we're in counseling. It's it, it's been fun when we've done it. It's been like super helpful. I, I like we've really enjoyed it. I cried during some of it. Oh, you yeah. cried during some of everything. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. It's so what we're talking about. Just has feels, and that's okay. Yes. <laughs> Crying is fine. Crying is how I process most of my emotions, so, you know. And that's love. That's love. That's true. <laughs> if you are interested in anything marriage mentor related, I will uh, put more information down below for you guys so you can check that out. But, yeah, highly recommend. In reality, like, a God-centered marriage is keeping God-centered mm -hmm. in your marriage, as cheesy as that sounds. But, like, yeah. whatever that looks like for you and your spouse, I feel like is what you have to do. Like, Matt and I, which I love, we used to joke about in the beginning of a relationship, but now it's more of, like, a normal thing. But we'll just check in with each other and be like, how are you doing with Jesus? Like, how are you feeling about this? How's your heart? Oh, yeah, there it is. How there and it then is. we'll say it's beating. <laughs> it's there. And honestly, Matt's normally the one who brings it up. Yeah. He's normally the one who asks, initiates that conversation, um, which I super appreciate. But I feel like it's such a humbling thing for us to be able to really connect in that moment and talk about how we're feeling. Because there's been times where... I've been like, it's not great. Like, I'm just not, I'm not feeling him. I'm not feeling the relationship. Like, I just need something. And he's yeah. like, okay, well, let's think of some things. And he'll listen. He'll listen really well. And then he'll be like, let's think about some things that can help make this better. So I feel like whatever you're doing to, like, center God in your relationship and push your spouse forward in their relationship with God is what's going to set you yeah. forward. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's really going to help. Just that communication. Yeah, like keeping it open, not being yeah. afraid to have those conversations, like to yeah. talk about that stuff. Because there's my marriage advice: just communicate. <laughs> just everything else will, yeah. everything <laughs> else will fall into place at that point. Hopefully, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And along the lines of like talking about mentors and stuff, we have quite a few mentors, but we have this one couple that we just we love. We had in our wedding. Um, now I'm going to get emotional. The husband actually just passed away recently. Um, so Matt, when we met in college, Matt was a senior and I was a freshman. So he met Mark <laughs> super early on. You guys just really hit it off. Like just great, like best buds. Um, and it was through crew, the student ministry that we both went to. And I met his wife my freshman year, um, Emily, and I just, like, we just clicked so well. And we, I don't know, but they were amazing, and they took us under their wing, and they really showed us what it was like to have a great marriage. Like, have a great relationship, honor God, admit when you messed up, admit that it's okay to have a fight with your spouse. Just all this stuff that I feel like normally people, like, push aside, and they're like, don't talk about that. Like, have these conversations with trusted mm. people who are Christ followers, who are like yeah. looking out for our best interests. Mm. She was like, mm -hmm. the biggest thing is to communicate. And um, I feel like that just really set us apart because we were really able to sit down with them and really talk to them about life and marriage. And we were going through a, a harder spot because um, Matthew just didn't love his job, was getting super depressed. Um, and uh, the husband, Mark, and Matthew are basically the same person. It's hilarious. They're great. 
Of course, Mark was older, but same person. So I called Mark one day and I was like, I need to get coffee with you. And he was like, what do you mean? I'm like, I need you to help me understand my husband because you're him. <laughs> and I, <Yeah>. don't, <laughs> I don't know how to love him in this season right now. And I just didn't know what to say to her in those moments when she would ask questions. Yeah. She, she, she asked questions, but I just didn't know how to answer it because I was just miserable. Yeah. 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 I was going to say, not to yeah. hate. I know we said we didn't get a lot of good premarital advice, but mm -hmm. we've gotten a lot of good advice since so being much married. Good that's awesome. Um, and one of the things, and I can't remember who even told me this, but on occasion you should late. just ask your spouse, like, mm -hmm. hey, like, are you getting what you need from me? Like, is there anything I can do oh, better? that's a good question. Yeah, yes. I like that. <laughs> the other thing someone told us, which I thought was really, really brilliant, is that a lot of couples, like, yeah, like you were saying earlier, like, mm -hmm. try to put God first in the marriage, they go to church together, do all these things. Mm -hmm. But then she was like, a lot of couples don't pray together, though. <laughs> and sometimes that's me just praying for us, and sometimes that's Nathan praying for us, and sometimes that's bo both of us praying for us. And then she also said that it's really important to pray for your spouse out loud. Yet again, there's something about the power of saying it out loud. Um all the time like even when you're angry she's like sometimes you might have to pray through gritted teeth like lord bless him you know like like you might be so angry and you're praying good things for him with gritted teeth but you're still praying and you're still you're still trying to like you know, pray good things right. for that person and i love that and i will admit that is something we do not do a lot even mm. though all the time i think about it and i'm like gosh that's such good advice we need to do that honestly that's something just in general that i learned about nathan in our marriage was that like, there's a lot of things that in my opinion, I feel like he's not naturally going to think to do sure. that I might need or that, that I might sense. want. Yeah. Um, but if I ask like nine times out of 10, he's going to say yes. What do so you like I'm say? cleaning. I can't read your mind. Can't read your mind. Yeah. Oh, right. And that's you. Like yeah. I've been saying that for and years. Then, as long you as say? I can remember. Come here, Milo. What'd what you, you say? say about marriage, Milo? Say? Well, why can't you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> For those of you not watching with us, uh, Matthew and I have a Silver Lab six-month-old puppy, and he's currently attacking Nathan's face with kisses. So feel free to watch that video if you want a really cute, cute. <laughs> yeah, puppy. That's going to be a reel. Okay, <laughs> Clip it. Clip it, Joe. <laughs> Milo, don't oh, eat not that. The, not the microphone. Now he's trying to eat that's the microphone. That's very important. I'm sorry, you guys are saying such good things. I know, we could say it with Milo in our lap, though. <laughs> but this is real life, too. Just substitute a kid, maybe, yeah. instead of a dog. Totally. Yeah. And you're like, ah! And you have a real conversation with your spouse, yeah. and there's a distraction. So it just makes it all the more real. Yeah. We don't initiate prayer together enough, but, mm -hmm. um, but every time it comes up, like we don't avoid it or anything. Um, yeah. We do pray together pretty regularly. Um, it's just not often. And it's not uncommon, though. And shocker, and, um, I cry when I pray. Oh, who knew? <laughs> so this isn't like, um, we're not like, just for anybody that doesn't, that's not on the inside of this, that conversation is that like, we're not making fun of Jessica for, for crying. I wouldn't care if you no. were. It's just that she does she's cry not, a lot. She's got big feelings. I'm a and we all acknowledge it. Yeah, we I tell that. That's what we love about you. Pretty, yeah. pretty immediately. She did. That was one of our first conversations. It's one so of the first like, things I said in small group, too. When you said, like, communicate, just communicate. Everything else Seriously. will fall into place over time. <laughs> like, I don't think people realize to the depths of what that means. Mm -hmm. Like, communicate when you're good. <laughs> communicate when you're not good. Yeah. Communicate when you don't know what to communicate. Like, yeah. at least let them know you don't even know what to say right now. Right. Like, something. And then... As a so as a communicator, and then communicate some more. <laughs> right. Actually, yeah. Communicating isn't just what's being said; it's what's being heard. So there's like a responsibility. He's got it on both people 
There's a responsibility on both people to speak well and to listen well. Because yes. it's it's up to really you. Good. Really good. So like as a communicator, your response there's a responsibility for what's being said and a responsibility for what's being heard. Now, it's not up to me to make sure that you take everything I say properly and well. You have right. to do that to decipher it. But I can put it in a way, I can package it in a way that, like, Jessica can understand it at least. Right, and still be intentional I about what you want I to I can't yell at her how much I love her. I mean, you and then, <laughs> and then be confused. I love you, I love you, I love you. And then be confused why she doesn't believe me. Right. You know, like, oh, I get what you're like saying. I'm a little responsible for how she took that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not as much as she is, but a little bit. And she's, at the same time, she's a little responsible to make sure she filters what I'm saying through what she knows about me. Like, I might oh, be annoyed sure. right now, but you know that I love you. Mm-hmm. You know that I'm going to fix this problem with time. You know, and we have to give each other some of that benefit of the doubt along the way. Mm-hmm. Um, that was another epiphany I had at like age 20 was that I tend to give the benefit of a doubt to people I don't know really well and to strangers and to, yeah, just people I'm not super close with. But then the people that I'm closest to, I realize like I don't give them a benefit, the benefit a, of a doubt as much and as I need to. There's so much good reason why we do that because we're like, I know this person so much that this is so against their nature that they would do this that it must mean more that's what we think right because we know somebody so well but really like they're just free to be at their worst around you because you're their husband you're their wife yeah like so you still need to filter what they're saying through what you know about them so like as a communicator you're responsible for what you're saying and a little bit responsible for what they're hearing as the receiver the recipient you're responsible for how you respond but you're also a little bit responsible for like curbing that attitude that it's given given with so like you're still both responsible for each other even mm-hmm. in that even in each part of that conversation it's just like i want i need to communicate as best as i can and then and try to package it in a good way. Sometimes I'm not in a good mental place to do that. And then if Jessica's the one communicating to me, I need to to listen gently, just the same way that like I would be responsible for speaking gently. So like I want to give her the benefit of the doubt as she tells me this thing that I don't want to hear right now. Right. Like she's not saying this to hurt me. But there is also a time and a place to realize, like, this might not be the best time to have we this need conversation. To, yeah. We need to put the pause on and, like, revisit this conversation if in two watched, days from now yeah, if you or a week from the, now. Uh, if you watched the Daily Dose about marriage that I did a few weeks ago, oh, I don't know, a couple one. months ago now. Um, it one was rules. Yeah, one of my rules is the rule about Netflix, which is, like, the movies are great. Everybody loves going to the movies. Mm-hmm. But – Netflix is better. So, like, at the movies, if somebody says something and you missed a line, you missed, like, something important that someone said, you have now missed it for the rest of the movie. Mm -hmm. There's nothing you can do. If there's, like, a moment that you loved and you want to go back and see it again, it only happened once and you're not going to see it again. You can't pause it. You can't rewind. But at Netflix, Mm -hmm. Netflix is better than the movies because Netflix, you can rewind when you miss something. You can pause it when you need to step away for a second. Mm-hmm. So, or like for a couple of days. Or yeah, <laughs> you know, like 
disagreements are a lot can be a lot more like Netflix. They don't have to be a movie that you're stuck watching with on on with the, no say so. Yeah, on right. someone else's schedule. Yeah, like the two of you can decide. Like, yeah, we should pause this for a second. Like, for we need sure. to walk away from this for a moment. Or you can go back and relive like the best thing for a second. You can remind each other of the highlight that just happened. Mm-hmm. You can like you don't have to just blow through life at somebody else's pace. Right. So yeah, I would say that's something I learned probably the first six months of our marriage too, is um, like I I'm very much I said this earlier I don't like conflict and I used to avoid it like crazy. I would say now I'm pretty good at like taking it as it comes. And so in the beginning when I hadn't learned this lesson yet. I was like, okay, well, I just want to go ahead and get through the argument so we can find the solution so that we can be in harmony again. And so I would push and Nathan would say, I'm not ready to talk about this right now. Or he'd be like, you don't want to hear what I have to say about this right now. I mean, and thank I, goodness for that, right? Yeah, and I'd be like, uh, well, but, like but we need to talk about it. Let's go ahead and talk uh, about it. Let's go ahead and get it. Like, go ahead and find the solution and figure it out. And he would be like, babe, I'm not ready. Like, I need some time. And I would push because I wanted to go ahead and get the fight over with, get the conflict over right. with. And he would always say, babe, if you keep pushing, he's like, you're not going to like what I have to say. It's like, I don't <laughs> have anything it, to say, but something I know I'm going to regret. <laughs> and she's like, well, just say it. I'm like, yeah, I don't want to. And I, then I would. You might, listen, I'm actually curious what you think. I would say that happened two or three times, and then I was like, got it. Done. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's really, all that happened. That yeah. was really accurate, and I really didn't like what he had to say. So like, and so then I learned to respect that boundary when he said, hey, I'm really not in the mental space to talk about this. Can we revisit it later? Or, and or it, let me process for a few days. Right, yeah. Like that was that was probably a bigger chunk of it is that he just needed more time to process it and I'm just like fix it fix it fix it fix it and I've gotten to be quicker at processing so True. like she Jessica yeah. doesn't have to wait as long sometimes she may only have to wait a few minutes instead of a few days now but, she, but and Jessica's also <laughs> really good about not pushing me once I've like hit that limit where I need like a a minute to step back so that I can like gain my perspective again you know. Um, and that came from just getting to know your spouse. Right. Yeah. And just like being willing to give them the benefit of the mm-hmm. doubt and communicating constantly when yeah. it's painful, when it seems meaningless, when it, right. you know. Um, I feel like we fight well. We just don't pause well. We don't have a lot of discussions. We don't have big fights. Yeah. The sometimes, last sometimes fight. even discussions, though, have to be paused. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. But I feel like the last fight we had, which was pretty bad, but we paused. Not because we wanted to, but because <laughs> we literally couldn't talk to each other. I don't remember. Remember? And then you went to take a nap, and I raked a bunch of leaves. Oh. Oh. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yes. Miscommunication. I remember when we were, like, uh, when we were dating, we got really angry at each other, and it was something oh, really yeah. stupid. And I. It's always the dumb things. I, I, don't remember, I honestly don't even remember what it was. But I was, like, leaving her house mad, dropped her back off at her parents' house, was leaving, and I was mad. And I got like a quarter mile down the road and I called her. And I was like, do you feel bad about that? She was like, yeah, do you feel bad about that? I was like, yeah, I'm coming back. She was like, okay. And we immediately were like totally okay. We were both just like, we just needed to like not look at each other for like literally 10 seconds and we were all right. And sometimes that's all it takes. A lot of people have different opinions about this. They do. So some people are like, you should never leave the house when you're in the middle of an argument. You should never leave each other. And I'm not going to lie. I kind of think you need to do what works for you. Mm -hmm. So some people are going to feel abandoned Mm -hmm. by that. 
and it's going to be really, really bad. And it's not something you should do in your marriage. And I think other people need that separation for a minute to, to like just kind of have a quick reset, realize mm-hmm. that was really ridiculous. And I just did some really dumb crap. And I, right. okay, now I can face that and come right. back. But right. when I was looking straight at him, I was still feeling stubborn. I wasn't ready mm-hmm. to admit that it was stupid and yeah. ridiculous. You know, so I think that's yet again, one of those communication pieces where it's like, you need to communicate if you feel abandoned when they do that. Mm-hmm. Or you need to communicate if sometimes you just need a break and that is therapeutic for That's you. That's part of like so, living your marriage for the sake of the other person. Yeah. Right. Like right now I might be able to handle not getting what I need in this conversation for the next 30 seconds. But I'm going to like at least inch my way towards what you need if at the, as best I can at the moment while you're caught up in whatever you're caught up in and vice versa. Sometimes we're both so angry we can't see the difference and we need to just chill and like get some perspective for a second but i mean for the most part one of us can only budge a little bit before mm-hmm. it's gone too far and start yeah. meeting the other person where they're at well and this this is the thing it like it does suck to do it i will admit it. but if one of us will just be like i'm really sorry this is not what i intended my bad then it's like the other person is kind of like you like you kind of that wall comes Laid down and you're it. like yeah. i'm sorry too like it just takes one person to just stop for a minute stop being stubborn stop being like i'm not going to admit that i'm wrong he needs to admit that he's wrong you we know like whatever a, that we've looks got like, like an accidental you know? safe word that we use now where like there's this comedian that it's an accidental in the middle, safe phrase yeah in the middle of him <laughs> he says we're having a good time but he, he says it, it constantly. Yeah. We're having he's a good like, time. He's like, it's not. He's like, I, a lot of comedians come up here and they ask, "Are we having a good time?" He's like, "Nope, not me. I can't afford to risk it. I gotta tell you, <laughs> I gotta tell you, you're having, having a good time." Good time. <laughs> so like, and we think it's so funny. So now, like, me and Jessica will get really angry and we're fighting and we're fighting, and then we it's stop just- for a second, and Jessica was like. We're having a good time. <laughs> and we like busted out laughing. Totally we laughed so hard like yeah. the first we, time that like, happened. We like cried. And shockingly, I was the first one to do that. Yeah, Usually so. he does the super clever funny stuff oh, first. Sure. And then I copy him. Yeah. No. <laughs> that was me. I, like, I, mean, I, I felt it. Like else, as soon but. as she, like when the pause started, I felt it coming too. And I like knew. <laughs> and we cried laughing. It was so And funny. then once we were and done, now, like, we were able to have the conversation because the tension had broke, had, had broken at that point. Right. Yeah. Like we were cracking up. Our guard was down. We were like, oh, okay. Like, so, now we're our, our minds are in a better place. Even after just literally, like, five minutes of laughing, yeah. we're so much better. And then we finished the conversation, and it was, like, way less tense. And you find, like, oh, we did kind of mean the same thing, huh? Like, yeah. <laughs> like whatever it was yeah. at the end of the conversation, you know? Yeah. But, yeah, so... Um, be, yeah, that's it. We do have like this accidental safe word now that helps us cut some of that tension, cut some of that wait time down quite nice. a bit. All right, give me your top two takes takeaways for a healthy marriage. Communication. Yeah, communicate <laughs> and go go 100% for the other person. Mm-hmm. It's not easy. Um, it's not fair. But it's the right thing to do. Because yeah. we don't do what's easiest, we do what's best. Yeah. Um, this Another rule that I shared on the daily dose was we call it the, I call it the rule of position. And it's not a sex thing, which is always a joke that comes up. <laughs> um, but the rule of position is about how you, like your, your attitude or your position when you're going through life. So like you, there's three positions. We're either doing life face-to-face where we're, we are focused on intimacy with each other. We're doing life shoulder-to-shoulder 
where we're looking towards our goals and we're ready to set down a path together or we're doing life back to back where we're guarding each other's vulnerabilities and we're looking for threats. So when you're in sync, your, your purposes are met um, equally, like, right? So we're mm. both looking at the same things at the same time. But the problem is when you get out of sync, when Jessica turns to me because she needs intimacy, right? And I'm in this attitude of being on guard and I have my back turned because I'm looking for threats. So she needs intimacy. She needs me to be gentle and she needs me to be sweet. And I'm over here acting aggressive and looking for a problem. And like, it, it, it just doesn't line up. We're, we both have different needs in that moment. Or if I'm dreaming about our future and we need to be like shoulder to shoulder looking ahead at what, what our life is like what is down the road for our life. And Jessica's the one on guard. And she's like looking for all the problems. She's looking oh, for sure. the things that are um, like, she sees every issue with the dreams that I have. Mm -hmm. She sees every weakness. She sees every vulnerability with the dreams that I have instead of us just dreaming together. And now I'm like completely discouraged because all it's just a bunch of problems. There's mm -hmm. not really a dream here. It's just, it seems really like an inconvenience. In right. So, but when yeah. you get on the same page and you dream together mm -hmm. and you're shoulder to shoulder working down that path of life, moving your life together in the right direction, or when you're back to back together, because you know that you're both vulnerable right now you know that you're in a state where you need to protect each other and be looking out for each other then and you're both a little weak and you stand back to back then that's the least fun phase i feel like your attention <laughs> we've been at that phase but there's success but there's success when you're in sync you know right. like mm. and when you need to be intimate together like taking a breath and turning inward towards each right. other together and like both of you putting everything else outside of your field of view and it's just mm -hmm. you and the other person right now what do you need from me and how can I how can I be that person for you right yeah. now like then it, there's something so powerful in that mm -hmm. but we get out of sync so easily sometimes you know yeah. um other people dictate communication is key. Yeah. yeah. Other people other people dictate Sorry. your attitude. Other people dictate your focus, yep. your job, your kids, your friends, your family. And like so it's really easy to get distracted. Plus we have our own like preferences and personal mm -hmm. agendas and things that we'd like to accomplish in our day and our week and our month. So like we get out of sync so easily. So that's like the communicating is making is communicating well gets you in sync. Right. You know, like yep. it makes both people aware of what we both need right mm. now. And honestly, yeah. it seems like each position that you're in takes steps of growth. Right. Whether individually, together as a couple, like just very forward focused of like, you're going to grow from this regardless of which position you're in. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. It's true, but it's important to remember that because yeah. when you're when you're back to back defending each other from the entire world, right. and you feel like there's a lot of pressure on you right now, to remember like this is growth for us, oh. like we needed this, and at the same time to clam up a little bit mm -hmm. and turn inward when you need to, and like it's just me and you right now, and we'll cancel everything out that we got on our books. Yep. We'll push everybody else to the side right now. Like that's still growth. It growth really isn't is. just when you're looking it's down the highway together. Nice. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Realizing what phase you need to be in, getting on the same page together, and then Being like able to fulfill that, right? Yeah. Fulfilling that, yeah, is. Yeah. like getting mm -hmm. actually doing the getting on the same page, right. yeah. <laughs> yeah. doing yeah. it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'll link that uh, daily dose episode for you guys, or episodes, I should say, yeah. for marriage, so they can. If you don't watch daily dose, you should watch them anyways because they're you amazing. Should. <laughs> Monday through Friday, YouTube. 
Facebook. It's good stuff. They're super fun. They are super anyway, fun. Yeah. I want to hear you guys. What are your two takeaways? Maddie. Takeaways. Well, for those of you listening, just remember communication. <laughs> Communicate. Yeah. Communicate. That's the number one thing. Um, and I, I really think about the, the part of um, just like being in it with your person entering the suck together as we like to call it when things are hard and choosing to do that. It's never easy, but you get the opportunity to choose. And I think that's what sets our marriages apart from other marriages is that, you know, we have the opportunity to, to be there for our person and to know that this is going to strengthen our, this is going to strengthen me as a person, but also our, our marriage as well. When we get to be there for each other through it all and be everyone's biggest cheerleader. It's a good reminder. Love is a choice. It's not always yeah. a feeling. It is a choice. Yeah. Sometimes it's not easy making that choice, but when you do it, it will be worth it. Yeah. yeah. I feel like so. that's what you brought up is like such a good thing to remember of like you're marrying your best friend. Yeah. Like you're yeah. marrying the person who is your person. Like I tell, I tell Matt all the time that he sees all sides of me, including the very bad ones that, majority of people do not get to see but and i'm still here he's still that's the whole point it's yeah. like make sure your person is here also show your person those sides before you get married because otherwise yeah yeah you're Seriously. gonna freak him out let them know, yeah. Yeah. know yeah. how you deal with stuff because you want it out in the open and you want to have those conversations and you're you you just have to yeah. navigate it together yeah have them before you get married for sure yeah. Yes. I was going to say it sucked. We both saw each other through some pretty low depressions. Oh, sure. Um, pretty low points. And uh, it was awful, but I feel like it honestly super benefited us because we experienced yeah. that even before getting married. Thanks for joining us. Thank you guys yeah. for being on the podcast. Of course. This has been super fun. Um, it's been great. So make sure to follow along for our part two, and we'll see you on the next Table Talk. <laughs>